Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to r slash today I effed up. Where this family posts about their granddad sadly passing away on Facebook to all of their friends. But in reality, he's very much still alive as they soon find out. Today I effed up by not double checking to make sure grandpa is dead. Okay, first off, I love my grandpa. He's the best grandpa ever. Secondly, this is more of a today we effed up, with it being my mum, dad, sister, grandma, and I. It was at night when the supposed death had occurred at the hospital. Grandpa, who was 82, had gone in to get a heart thingy for his heart. I don't remember what it was because the situation was too confusing. My grandmother told my mum that the cause of death was a heart attack, although we weren't informed until the next day. Here I am, unaware of the tragic news to be. I'm working on my five-page essay that I just started and is due in at midnight. At 10 a.m., my sister comes to my room to inform me that my dad has something to say. We go into his room and our dad informs us that grandpa has passed away. We were shocked at first. My first response was, every five minutes. We all hung out on the bed, slowly processing the news. Then, as the news sank in, the tears began to escape. My sister sobs while I try to console her with me silently sobbing on my own. Many thoughts had gone through our minds. Like, how was grandma going to cope since she had Alzheimer's and needed someone to be there for her? Later in the day, grandma came by and picked me and my sister up to go to a play in order to take our minds off things. Grandpa was supposed to go with us that day, but well, you know. After the play, I volunteered to stay over at grandma's house and keep her company. I packed up some blankets and a pillow along with mum's laptop to finish the rest of my five-page essay, which I finished at 11.50 p.m., about nine minutes until the deadline. That sounds a bit like me. Then me and my grandma enjoyed some strawberry ice cream that grandpa had just bought and never got to enjoy. Saturday. It's morning and I'm on the laptop, working on more of my finals. My parents arrived to help sort through grandpa's stuff and clean because grandpa was a bit messy. We sorted through his clothes first and put almost all of it into bags to send to Goodwill. It was very emotional for us, but mostly for her as she reminisced on her memories with grandpa. Mum had posted on Facebook informing distant relatives and friends that grandpa had passed away. Later in the day, I treated grandma to lunch and just me and her went to another play with darker themes than the one from the night before. This was a play that grandma and grandpa were going to go to, but I volunteered to go with her instead. Now, the play was great, but I had to go home soon so I could work more on finals. Grandma drops me off at home and I make sure she's going to be okay for the night. She says she will. We both hold each other and cry for a bit before she leaves. Later in the night, I distracted myself with work. Sunday. I wake up. It's the new normal. I've just one grandparent left now. The day before, mum brought up that me or my sister might need to move to live at grandma's house sometime in the future because she has early stage Alzheimer's and she just can't live alone. As I'm working on my finals, dad texts me that he has some news. He calls me to come to his room. I'm nervous because I'm thinking that maybe something happened to grandma while we left her alone. So here I am at dad's doorway. 
I'm asking him if everything is all right. And is there news about grandma? Is she okay? My heart sinks as I wait in anticipation. Dad says to me, no, it's not about grandma. It's about grandpa. So, uh, my aunt got a call from grandpa's cell phone and he was asking where grandma was because she was supposed to pick him up from the hospital and she isn't answering his calls. Holy moly, what? So apparently, grandpa is alive. We have no idea how this happened. Mum theorizes that grandma might have jumped to conclusions because he wasn't in his room. From what I've heard from grandma, she said that a nurse had told her that he hadn't made it. It might have been a combination of things that led to this whole miscommunication. The story also keeps changing, so I might update on it when things get clearer. Mum and her two sisters ended up scrambling to inform everyone on Facebook that grandpa is in fact not dead, which was fun. It feels so surreal right now. Like I just lived in two different realities. One where grandpa died and the family grieved and another where he survived. So uh, now I gotta ungrieve his death. All right, listen, you lot, I've heard some pretty crazy stories during my time doing this, as you probably know. Um, but I think announcing publicly on Facebook that your granddad is dead when he's actually very much alive is it's got to be right up there. I mean, wow. I don't really want to blame anyone because look, this grandma has Alzheimer's and, you know, there's a chance that she just misunderstood or misheard or it was the disease that, you know, just made her get it wrong. If you think about it, it's actually quite a funny story, really, because ultimately a little bit of grief for a couple of days and grandpa's back alive. It's much better than him being dead. Think about it. Like, you know, see, it's positive. We thought he was gone. That was sad. Now he's back. Hooray. Now moving on to our next F up. Today, I effed up and will be mucked as punishments. This is really embarrassing, but it just happened. I know I'm not going to come across in a good light here, but if nothing else, I wanted to post this as a warning to others who think they can keep getting away with bad things forever. I was dumb and stole from a store a few weeks back, thinking I'd get away with it. I know it's a really bad habit, but I had some friends who showed me how easy it is to do when I was 16 or 17 years old, so I've done it several times since. I only got caught once at 17 and basically just got a slap on the wrist. So I guess I learned that I wasn't risking very much by doing it. Well, the next day, two officers showed up at my door and said they had footage of my theft. I'd been caught again. So they took me down to the station to explain things to me. I figured they'd just give me a fine and curfew again. But I was wrong. I get there and they said that based on my history, I would be potentially facing steep jail time and a permanent record. But they also gave me the choice to be mucked instead. Now being mucked is a semi-official punishment, still used in some places in my country and several other parts of Eastern Europe from what I've been told. It's just a one day punishment, but basically you're taken to a cow shed, sat down and immobilized in a corner, and then several shovelfuls of cow manure are shoveled onto you. You're left there to suffer and they come back to release you at sundown. Wow. It's not codified in law and I do have the option to decline it, but it doesn't seem like much of a choice if the alternative is potentially a year in jail and more. They said if I submit to be mucked, the formal charges would be dropped. It's a way for local police departments to quickly and cheaply deal with cases. And they said the only reason they're offering it to me is that they're confident this will stop me from further reoffending. 
So I reluctantly agreed. I just signed the paperwork today that I agree to receive a six hour mucking as my punishments. The officer signed it and the store owner signed that he was satisfied with it too. I'm really dreading this and I've got no idea what to expect since I've lived in this city my whole life, but I know I've got no one but myself to blame. Now guys, this story, although amazing, doesn't end here because just the other day, op posted an update pretty much throughout the duration of this post he just details his entire journey it's very good let's get into it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before the punishments, the worst part was telling my parents. I'm 20 and still live with them. And given what I'd heard about people stinking to high heck after the punishments, I figured I had no choice but to tell them. They were surprisingly calm about it basically saying well i guess we couldn't teach you properly not to steal so we'll see if the cows can don't expect much sympathy from us i'd rather them have yelled though honestly that's like the whole we're not angry just disappointed always feels worse i'd like to say i was able to make use of some of reddit's suggestions something nice smelling under the nose a shower cap etc but this was not the case First, the agreement to be mucked I signed forbid any efforts to mitigate the punishment's effects. It gave examples like menthol under the nose or even getting a very short haircut right beforehand. Secondly, I had to report to the jail the night beforehand so they could make sure everyone set to be mucked the next day was accounted for. My mum was kind enough to drive me there. So I spent the night in a small jail cell alone, knowing I'd be driven out to farm the next morning. It was good perspective on what could await me if I get caught again. I don't think I could spend months on end in a small box like that. As horrible as the mucking was, I think I made the right choice to avoid jail. The morning of the mucking. Morning came and they took me out in handcuffs and loaded me into the backseat of a police car. There were six of us to be mucked that day, it appeared. Two cars, three people in the back of each. They reminded us not to talk to one another or to the officers. It was a silent 30-minute drive, way out into the countryside. Very nerve-wracking. Then I saw the farm in the distance, and it was way bigger than I thought. I guess I'd envisioned a little roadside barn with 20 to 30 cows, but this dairy was massive. We pulled up around the back of one of these giant cow sheds, and they unloaded us. Apparently, four of us had a six-hour sentence, including me, while two people had a four-hour sentence. The officers led the four of us into the back entrance of the cow shed and took the other two off to wait in some room off to the side for a couple of hours. The stench hit me when we entered the barn. It was nice to be out from the cold and into the heated shed, but God, those cows reek. It was noisy too, constant mooing from what sounded like hundreds of animals. They took us to a somewhat secluded area in the back of the barn. We had to remove our shirts, socks, and shoes, but could keep our pants on. Well, that's nice at least. They also gave us goggles to wear. Then they re-handcuffed us and made us sit down with our backs to the wall one by one, about five meters apart. Very spaced out. 
when they got to me They clipped my handcuffs into a thing on the wall behind my back Cuffed my legs together at the ankles and locked it into a spot on the floor And also put some sort of restraint around my midsection I really couldn't move beyond being able to slightly swivel my head now the bit you've all been waiting for onto the mucking itself Finally, they left us locked in place and returned in a couple of minutes with shovels and a couple of large wheelbarrows One officer started mucking the man on my left and the other started on me. It was pretty unceremonious He took a huge shovel full of the manure and dumped it right on my legs and lap the next shovelful over my chest Another on my lower half another on my upper half. I was retching I'd never smelled anything like this before and it was all greenish brown and I couldn't even tell if it was a solid or liquid It was also very hot and thick and runny The next couple of shovelfuls went over my head and into my face I couldn't even see because they splattered the goggles Grimy when they finished doing that to all four of us, which didn't take long It sounded like they left the barn and I was left to sit there in misery and it was complete misery Whatever I expected, this was way, way worse. First of all, no one warned me that this stuff doesn't smell anything like dog poop, or even a stronger version of dog poop. To me, it sort of smelled like awful rancid farts, and it felt like there was practically steam coming off of it. It didn't make it painful to breathe or feel suffocating like ammonia, but it made breathing incredibly nauseating and unpleasant. Every breath felt like inhaling these hot, wet farts And the air felt so thick with it. I could taste it too It made me very conscious of my breathing pattern which makes time slow down so much Then there was the actual physical presence of the stuff on me. It's hot. It's wet It's slimy and dripping and running everywhere The load dumped on top of my head was constantly dripping and running down into my face And the stuff on my face was dripping and running down my body and I couldn't move so I couldn't do anything to stop it It's itchy and irritating and just a horribly disgusting feeling and then there's the environment around me I can't see well if at all from the manure splatter goggles And all you hear is the constant mooing of cows and the gagging retching and groaning from the other offenders around you Can't see can't move can't talk nothing to do but inhale the stench and think about what i've done Which I guess was the point. I couldn't hold back the vomit for long myself Then after some time it starts to dry on you a little bit and form kind of a crust This was no less gross Especially as I heard and felt flies and insects start to swarm around me with no way to swap them away Oh my god After what felt like forever, I heard the officers return with the other two offenders with the four-hour sentences. And I guess the sight of us must have been horrible to behold. Because one of them, I'm guessing it was the woman in her 30s with the tattoos in the car next to me, was saying, Oh my god, no way. I'm sorry, please don't do that to me, etc. It obviously didn't do her any good. I was just shocked it had only been two hours. I didn't think I could make it another four after those two were mucked I was surprised to have an officer suddenly dry off my goggles with a wash rag so I could see and ask me if I wanted a drink I guess they didn't want us to dehydrate from puking So I let him put a water bottle to my lips and took a couple of sips which felt good Unfortunately, they then gave me another couple of shovelfuls from the wheelbarrow Starting the whole oozing and drying process over again This happened once more later on offering a drink to all six of us followed by another couple of shovelfuls 
at what I can only assume was the four hour mark. Finally, at the end, they hosed us all down with cold water for a good two minutes each, which was miserable in itself, loaded us back into the cars and took us back into the city. My mother was, reluctantly, there to pick me up. Needless to say, I was exhausted afterwards. My mum had to roll the windows down and look disgusted the whole ride home, but she said she was glad I was safe. I spent the next couple of days just laying in bed and showering repeatedly. I've tried almost every suggestion that Reddit gave me in the last post and a lot more, but nothing seems to fully get the smell out. I thought I'd be used to it by now, but even I can still smell it sometimes. Thankfully, I think it's getting a little bit better. It certainly wasn't worth it. And if getting caught again means substantial jail time and or an even longer mucking, I wouldn't risk it. Even if it's only a 1% chance. I promised myself and my parents I wouldn't steal again. I hope I can keep that promise. And I guess thinking of that awful smell and feel of manure if I ever start feeling impulsive will hopefully be enough to keep me straight. Guys, get in the comments down below. What would you do to avoid a prison sentence? Would you do this? I'm not going to lie. I definitely would. But it does still sound absolutely horrific. The thing is, though, I think there are actually very few things that I wouldn't do that took less than a day compared to having to actually go to prison. Like, yeah, it's obviously a very horrible experience. Six hours of absolute hell and the smell continuing to linger for, for days and days and maybe even weeks and weeks is not nice. But then again, I'd much rather that than go and have to, you know, be in prison for a year. So it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain in my opinion. But hey, let me know what you think. Maybe you'd rather not have poop shoved on you. Maybe not. I also have just done a little bit of research into mucking to make sure it was a legit thing and that the story was legit. It is legit, funnily enough. I mean, I'd never heard of that before. Let me know down below if you come from a country where this actually does happen and if it's commonplace. Because honestly, having to do mucking instead of going to prison for a year sounds like a pretty good plan, especially if it stops people like OP from stealing and, you know, committing minor crimes again. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's a pretty disgusting thing, but if it gets the job done, Fair enough. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash today I effed up. But if you don't click on this episode right now, you're going to get mucked. All right. And it won't be for six hours. It'll be for 12. I'll make sure of it. So don't go anywhere. Click this. Have you clicked it yet? I have to say, if you're listening on an audio platform, you're probably very confused. I don't care. Click this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.